0: And welcome back to The Word and episode 108. Yesterday, we concluded in Psalm 142, so let's get started in Psalm 143. The intro says to Psalm 143, A cry for help, a prayer in the midst of hopelessness and depression. Our prayer should fit into what we know is consistent with God's character and plans. That's interesting. Our prayers should fit into what we know is consistent with God's characters and plans. A lot of times we'll make prayers that aren't consistent with with God's character, integrity, or his plans. They they are prayers out of flesh. They could be uh, prayers of retribution or whatever. Um, But that doesn't mean they're of God. And so we have to be careful when we go to the Lord uh, with regard to our prayer life and make sure that we are praying in a manner that's consistent with his nature and character verse 1 this is a psalm of david lord hear my prayer in your faithfulness in your faithfulness listen to my plea and in your righteousness answer me do not bring your servant into judgment for no one alive is righteous in your sight so david is saying you know lord no one is completely righteous in your sight and so <laughs> you know don't don't bring me into judgment because nobody can really match your standards but but hear my plea father god Answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me or I will be like those going down to the pit. We find in verses 8 through 10 what I believe is a tremendous prayer, maybe even something that we should consider committing to memory. I just find this to be an awesome prayer. Verse 8, let me experience your faithful love in the morning for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go because I appeal to you rescue me from my enemies lord i come to you for protection teach me to do your will for you are my god may your great, may your gracious spirit lead me on level ground I, that, that's an awesome prayer <laughs> verse 11 for your namesake lord let me live in your righteousness deliver me from trouble and in your faithful love destroy my enemies wipe out all those who attack me for i am your servant Let's go on to chapter 144. The intro says, A king's prayer, rejoicing in God's care, whether in times of prosperity or adversity. Blessed are those whose God is the Lord. Let's drop down here and pick it up in verse 9. God, I will sing a new song to you. I will play on a 10 string harp for you. Uh, The one who gives victory to kings, who frees his servant David from the deadly sword. Let me free... Uh, Set me free and rescue me from foreigners whose mouths speak lies, whose right hands are deceptive. Then our sons will be like plants nurtured in their youth. Our daughters like corner pillars that are carved in the palace style. Our storehouses will be full supplying all kinds of products. Our flocks will uh, increase by thousands and tens of thousands in our open fields. Our cattle, will be we- well, our cattle will be well fed. There will be no breach in the walls, no going into captivity, and no cry of lament in the public squares. Happy other people with such blessings. Happy other people whose God is the Lord. Yes, indeed. Chapter 145 praising God's greatness. A time will come when all people will join together in recognizing and worshiping God because God is full of love. He satisfies all who trust in him. And this is a hymn of David. Verse one, I exalt you, my God, the king and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. Verse 14, the Lord helps all who fall. He raises up all who are oppressed. All eyes look to you and uh, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways; the faithful and faithful in all His acts. The Lord is near all who call out to Him. All who call out to Him with integrity. It's just not all who call. It's not just all who call out to Him, but all who call. call why can't I say that? But all who call out to Him with integrity. <laughs> He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry for help and saves them. The Lord guards uh, all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will de- declare the Lord's praise. Let every living thing bless his holy name forever and ever. in chapter 146, the intro says, "The God of compassion, the man uh well, the help of man versus the help of God hmm. Help from man is temporal and unstable, but help from God is lasting and complete. First one, hallelujah. My soul, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing to my God as long as I live. Do not trust in nobles, the son of man who cannot save. When his breath leaves him, he returns to the ground. On that day, his plans die. Now, let me take a break right here. We see this a lot we see people trusting in man over trusting in god what this is saying is look if it's a man if if he's human he is going he or she is going to die and when they die their plans are going to be kaput because their plans are temporal the plans can only be in effect while they are alive and so He's making this contrast between putting your faith in man and putting your faith in the eternal God, putting your faith in the temporal man or putting your faith in the eternal God. And so in verse five, it says, happy is the one whose help uh, is the God of Jacob, whose hope, yeah, whose hope is in the Lord, his God, he remains faithful forever executing justice for the exploited and giving food to the hungry. The Lord frees prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are oppressed. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects resident aliens and helps the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. This is eternal. This, this does not depend on anybody's uh, particular life. It's essentially of law of nature, if you will. And so let's go on to verse 147. God restores Jerusalem. Although God created everything, his greatest joy comes from our genuine worship and trust. And so what it's saying here is that God created the heavens and the earth and all, everything in between. Okay. And that was tremendous. But as tremendous and as awesome as that was, his greatest joy comes from his children, not from his creations. It's like our possessions, you know, we can buy houses and cars and all kinds of things and whatnot. But for most of us, our greatest joy is not those things. Our greatest joy is our children. Let's go on, at least in my opinion, that's the way it should be. Verse two, the Lord rebuilds Jerusalem. He gathers Israel's exiled people. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the number of stars. He gives names to all of them. The Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord helps the oppressed, but brings the wicked to the ground. Verse 10, he is not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a warrior. The Lord values those who fear him, those who put their hope in his faithful love. Exalt the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise your God, Zion, for He strengthens the bars of your city gates and blesses your children. Um, yeah, blesses your children within you. He endows you. He endows your territory with prosperity. He satisfies you with the finest wheat. Drop down to verse nineteen. He declares His word to Jacob, His statutes and judgments to Israel. He has not done this for every nation. They do not know his judgments. Hallelujah. He does not do this. He's, he does not do these things for every nation because, or we, we can take the word nation and um, broaden it to people groups, you know, and we can, when we look at this, we can, we can kind of delineate it between believers and unbelievers. He does not do this for everybody. He, do, he does this for those who recognize him for who he is. You see a lot of people have a philosophy that all i have to do you know through life is be a good person and and this and the other and just go about my business but the lord wants recognition he wants you to identify him as who he is he wants you to honor him to praise him to worship him you know because then you are making a recognition of the sacrifice that he made when it came to jesus hanging on the cross and so, therefore, Jesus' death on the cross was not done in vain. And so, you are recognizing his son. You're recognizing the anguish that God had to go through to allow Jesus to die on the cross. And once you do that, you get engrafted into his household. You see? And so, he does things for his children that he doesn't do for everybody. And so, this is an important distinction to make because, you know. A lot of times people don't want to recognize God, don't want to recognize Jesus, because they feel that if they do that, they're going to have to live a life filled with all kind of constraints and restrictions. And they don't see the freedom that is offered when you do this. And so it says, it says here, verse 20, well, let me go to 19. He declares, he declares his word to Jacob, being that he declares his word to his children, his statutes and judgments to Israel. He lets us know what he expects of, uh, of us and, and whatnot. And in verse 20, he has not done this for every nation. It doesn't say he has not done this to every nation, you see. Because a lot of people think that, you know, God or people that believe in God are trying to do something to them, not for them. It says he has not done this for every nation. They do not know his judgments. See, they don't understand them. They don't recognize him. They don't want to acknowledge him. And so he doesn't do this. He doesn't watch over all people groups, and it's by their own decision. It's not by his decision. It's by the individual's decision. And so let's go on to chapter. Oh, let's go on to chapter one forty-eight, and it says, "Creations praise of the Lord. Let all creation praise and worship the Lord." <clears throat> First one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly armies. Praise him, you sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, uh, highest heavens, and and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in position forever and ever. He gave uh, an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters in um, ocean depths. (laughs) This is interesting. You know, in my family anyway, we got a couple of people in my family. I've got three kids and I love the ocean. I love being in the water in the ocean and whatnot them not so much because they are very skittish about what's under the water (laughs) and the creatures and and that sort of thing so verse 7 says praise the lord from the earth all sea monsters and ocean depths so even those creepy crawly things that reside under the sea the word is saying even you guys you praise the lord you're alive you praise the lord Verse 8, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that executes his command. That's interesting. And so lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that executes his commands. And so that tells me that the Lord has something in mind, in purpose, when he allows high winds to flow, that they are behaving and acting on his command. Verse 9, mountains and all the hills fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds. So we've got everything in the air, everything on the ground, everything beneath the sea, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and uh, all judges of the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth. And so this is saying, let everything that's alive Animal, human, plant, fish, bird, doesn't matter. Everything that's alive, and even in some scriptures, scriptures it says rocks. (laughs) They aren't alive, but it says rocks. Everything, everything in existence, praise the Lord. Recognize and acknowledge Him. In verse, or excuse me, in chapter 149, intro says, praise for God's triumph of victory celebration we have the assurance that god truly enjoys his people you see you have a lot of people and i'm i'm partially one of them who who view god in a certain way you view, you view him as a harsh taskmaster as opposed to a loving father and so all all you see and many times all i can see is uh, me being punished for things that i know that i've done wrong you know i don't i don't always see the loving side of god that's trying to while correcting me is necessary he's not trying to punish me he's actually trying to strengthen me trying to make me better verse one hallelujah sing to the lord a new song his praise in the assembly of the faithful let israel celebrate its maker let the children of zion rejoice in their king let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with t- a tambourine and lyre. and so You've got a lot of people that believe in God and whatnot, but they don't always—they don't always listen to the Word with regard to what it's saying with how to praise Him. See, a lot of churches you go to and and you sing hymns and you you know sit in silence and reverence and and whatnot and everything is solemn and this and all that. but we see many times in the Word. Well, God wants his people to party before him. He wants his people to celebrate before him. You don't party and celebrate in solemn quietness, right? You do it in loud expressions. You do it with tremendous energy you know? and, and, the, and, and the indications in the word are that God appreciates this. He loves this. So it says, let Israel celebrate its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them make music to him with tambourine. You know, you don't, when a tambourine, I mean, you're getting there, right? I mean, you're going for it. Verse 4, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the, he adorns the humble with salvation. Let the faithful celebrate in, triumph, in triumphal glory. Let them shout for joy. On their beds (laughs) on your bed I still want you to be hooping and hollering on your bed celebrating me recognizing what I have done recognizing the the glorious nature of my creation these things are praiseworthy these things are celebration worthy so break loose let it out and in the last chapter of Psalms chapter 150 the intro says praise the Lord a closing hymn of praise God's creation praises him everywhere in every way. We should join this rejoicing uh, song of praise. Verse one, hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse, expanse being the earth. Praise him for his powerful acts. Praise him for his abundant uh, greatness. Praise him with the blast of a ram's horn. Praise him with a harp and lyre. Praise him with a tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Animal. Fish. Bird. Humans. It doesn't matter. Plants. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. If you are listening to this or watching this, you breathe and therefore praise the Lord. And with that, we are done with the book of Psalms. We will pick up one of my favorite books in the Bible tomorrow, the book of Proverbs. With that, everybody have a blessed day. Bye bye now.